Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All righty, hour number three of our radio program. That's right. It is the Zach Gelb Show, coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio. What a quick show this has been. Crazy there's only 60 minutes remaining. But we appreciate you listening to us today across all of our great local CBS Sports Radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Channel 158, the free Odyssey app, and of course, streaming on YouTube. Could always hit us up, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227, or give me a follow on Instagram and Twitter, at Zach Gelb, that's Z-A-C-H-G-E-L-B. So we were talking about, real quickly, the disdain that the Miami Dolphins have for being on the in-season hard knocks, and uh, I see a few people... Uh, in the YouTube chat have changed their name because of Michael Samter's hatred for the word moist. So they have changed their names to uh, usually Jeff Howell. He is now Moister Howell inside the YouTube chat, which I find funny. So Moister Howell says if there was a CBS Sports Radio Hard Knocks, he would actually want to see Ryan Hickey, which Hickey could be intriguing if he has a few drinks in his system. Outside of that, He's pretty much a boring guy, but he is very quirky. And I guess if you want to see him freak out and kind of believe, Hickey's the kind of guy that always thinks the big fella on Christmas is always real. Like he could be 50 years old, and I think he'll still believe in the big fella on Christmas. And I'm saying it that way so I don't ruin anything for certain kids that may be listening to this show. And that's the way that Hickey treats his sports teams, which even knowing they're not real or they're not going to be great, he always talks them up to be great. And that's why every year he pumps up Penn State and gets disappointed. Pumps up the Mets and then gets disappointed. And it's the same cycle each and every year. But it is fun to see him suffer. And it is fun to see him frustrated. So, Stu, you've been around here a long time. If we had to look at all the on-air talent at CBS Sports Radio, whether that's a talk show host, a producer, uh, who would you want to see an in-season hard knocks on featuring a CBS Sports Radio personality? Wow, that's a really good question. I would say, how about Diesel? I think Diesel's an interesting guy to, to, to see what he's like. Eh. I know what Diesel's like at work. I don't know eh. what Diesel's like outside of work. Eh. I love Diesel. Diesel's one of my favorite people in, in this office building, and he does a tremendous job producing writer than you on CBS Sports Radio. But I don't know if Diesel like has a lot of fun. You know, I I feel like he could scream like a maniac when Miami is going on. But Diesel is a pretty mild uh, manner human being. I I I want someone crazy. I want someone intriguing. I want someone polarizing. I love Diesel, but I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of craziness away from the office. I think the Diesel that you see here is pretty much a Diesel that you see at home. All right, let's go to uh, Big Mike. CBS, uh, Moist Mike, as the cool kids call him, and he loves that so much. Who is someone that you would love to see Hard Knocks follow on CBS Sports Radio? 
You gonna give me an answer here? Oh, you're talking to me. Yes, Moist yeah, Mike. I don't, I don't know who Moist Mike is, oh. uh, so I don't respond to that. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah Your yeah, feelings so. are hurt. Go get a moist towel and, and wipe those tears off, all right? Uh, the obvious answer is Mr. Jim Rome because he yeah. is the legend of legends. The franchise. He's the franchise. But I feel like Jim Rome at this point in his life is probably a little bit less interesting than he was maybe 10 years ago. And he was maybe, uh, you know, on his way up and not sitting atop the pedestal. I mean, he still lives an interesting life out in L.A. He's got the horses, and he does a lot of very cool things. But I would like to go on a trip with him to Wisconsin, I'll tell you that. Yeah, he's got he's got kids at Wisconsin, so I'm sure there's a lot of fun, cool stuff. But, you know, I'd like to see, like, a... Um, uh, uh, lifestyles of the rich and famous with Jim Rome. Mm-hmm. See, like a cribs with Jim Rome. Yeah. Uh, but as far as like actually following around from a day to day lifestyle, sneaky interesting guy I think is is Bill Ryder. That was my answer. Right out in L.A. Right, he does a lot of NBA stuff. Travels for the NBA games. A lot, knows a lot of guys within the league. Does his HQ stuff. And Bill's an interesting character. So I think Bill would be the guy. So two things. Let me first touch on Jim. I think if we did like a hard knocks on Tom Brady or Bill Belichick, like the legends, everyone would be interested in that. Jim Rome is the franchise. Jim Rome knows how to have a good time. Jim Rome is a great dude from every time I've met him and just going on all those vacations and right seeing his sons play baseball or uh, going to Wisconsin or, or going to Colorado where his uh, son is at now, I do think would be really fun and you just get a, a better understanding of what makes Jim, Jim, and the incredible work ethic. So Jim is a great answer and definitely the most intriguing answer, but Bill may be the best answer. And I think we could all agree that we've all been out with Bill Ryder before. And Bill Ryder, when he gets a drink in his system, he has good conversations. He has good stories. He's a good time. And also, Bill, I I sometimes get these vibes from him. That, like, if you told me one CBS Sports Radio host got arrested and it was for, like, a crazy bar fight, which was just, like, a legendary night, I could see it being Bill Ryder. Bill is a star. Bill has good stories. Bill has a good personality. And Bill is just a fun time. So, yes, hard knocks with Bill Ryder would definitely be fun. I also think Jr would be very intriguing as well. Outside of that, I think those those would be my three answers. Rome, well, Ryder 1, Rome 2, and then JR 3. Because, like, we've worked with JR in Vegas at the draft or um, at the Super Bowls, and JR could always be, like, a little mysterious. Like, he comes to the show, and then once the show leaves, he leaves. Like, he, he wasn't hanging out with us at that burger joint that we went out to where the, the waiter was berating hot take Hickey for his like child order of that burger and asked him if he wanted a, uh, a toy for the kitty menu type of burger that he ordered. Well, Hickey is basically a child. Uh, here's, oh, a he quest- here's a question I have for you though. Yeah. What would a hard knocks of Zach Gelb look like? Oh, be I, like- heard, I heard Nobu, Nobu sushi. Yeah. Nobu was good, man. It would be a big ball of brand. That's what it would be like. I'd be like the LeVar Ball here of CBS Sports Radio. A lot of glitz and glamour, fun, big stops, big food, sporting events, and it would be very energetic. Perloff, too, is fascinating because Perloff is one of the more interesting human beings I've ever been around. Perloff could have a story for everything, and assuming Perloff is there, Sully is there, 
and then Sully takes it up to to a different lifestyle. So. I feel like a, a, a camera following Perloff around would just be a lot of weird foods and pickleball. <laughs> and missed basketball shots. <laughs> a lot of missed basketball <laughs> shots and broken glasses. All righty. Uh, let's hear from Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer lauds Kyle Whittingham. They used to work together for a long time. Uh, Urban Meyer makes it clear that he believes Kyle Whittingham is currently the best coach in college football. This is on Urban's take with Tim May on three sports. I've said many times, Kyle Whittingham's one of the best coaches in college football. No, he's the best. He's the best coach in college football. What he is, he's culture and discipline. If you said, and he's tough, he's tough as nails. Man. I, I can go on and on about Kyle Whittingham and what he's done, but and he's not one of the best. He's the best coach in college football. Okay, I love Kyle Whittingham. I said before the start of the season, Kyle Whittingham easily is a top 10 coach in college football, and he's one of the more underrated coaches in college football. Really, the last few years, the two guys that I've been saying don't get enough credit nationally, Kyle Whittingham at Utah, who's won back-to-back Pac-12 champions and off to a 6-1 and one start without Cam Rising, and then also Mark Stoops. Now, Mark Stoops is not in my top 10 currently, but Mark Stoops has made Kentucky football matter. Where Remember when John Calipari last year was like, oh, we're a basketball school? The fact that John Calipari had to apologize for saying, oh, we're a basketball school shows the dent and the impact that Mark Stoops has brought to Kentucky. Because Mark Stoops could get a bigger job than Kentucky. And John Calipari isn't wrong when he says Kentucky is a basketball school. But you see the power of football and you see the power of a guy like Mark Stoops where he could basically, because he was annoyed, Force John Calipari, who is the king at that school, to have to bend the knee and apologize to Mark Stoops. So here are my top 10 currently. In at number 10, some people may say this is premature, but everywhere this guy has gone, he's won. And now this is his first big-time job, and he's only lost two games the first two years on the job, and he is stuck Well, not stuck, but those two losses that he had were eight points or lower. In at number 10 is the current head coach of the Washington Huskies in Kalen DeBoer. Number nine, this guy has won a lot of games, has only lost six games in his college coaching career, but the last two years, lost to Michigan. The last two years, hasn't won a Big Ten championship. Saved his image a little bit, but in a loss against Georgia, it is Ryan Day in at nine. Eight. This guy got off to a bad start this season. He got off to a bad start last season, still found the way into the SEC championship game. But with that being said, this year it's different because you already have two losses. You're probably not going to the college football playoff, barring something crazy happened because no two-loss team has ever made it to the college football playoff. But that is the head coach at LSU, a part of the Tiger family. And that, of course, is Brian Kelly. So, Kalen DeBoer, 10. Ryan Day, 9. Brian Kelly, 8. In at number 7, someone that I've been critical of, and I do think he's an overrated coach because he doesn't win the big games, but he has produced multiple Heisman Trophy winners, whether it's Baker Mayfield, whether it is... um, Uh, Kyler Murray, and then also Caleb Williams, and then had a Heisman Trophy finalist in Jalen Hurts. 
it's Lincoln Riley. But Lincoln Riley has won a ton of packed, uh, Big 12 championships, and then he um, lost all three of those college football playoff games with two Heisman Trophy winners and a Heisman Trophy finalist. And even though I loved my conversation with Brendan Rice, and I thought his response to Emmanuel Acho was very good, yeah, it's not likely and it's not expected that USC now gets to the college football playoff with already having two losses on the resume and they haven't even played their toughest games of the season yet. So that's going to be two years where Kyle Whittingham has owned you, which Utah beat you twice last year. They beat you one time so far this season, and you're not going to be going to a college football playoff appearance with the best player in college football right now. In at number six, I go with Kyle Whittingham. Back-to-back Pac-12 championships, could win a third straight one this year, and this one will be the most impressive because he's doing it without his best player in Cam Rising. In at number five, and he was very close to being in the sixth spot, but I put him at five because he got to a college football playoff. Now, I got to see what he's going to do at his biggest job in Wisconsin, and there's been some ups and downs so far, but when Luke Fickle takes Cincinnati to the college football playoff, he's a damn good coach and now has more resources at Wisconsin. Number four, this guy has fallen off. He is arrogant. He is insufferable. And I don't know how much longer he's going to be in the top five if he doesn't adapt with the times. And he needs to embrace NIL. He needs to embrace the transfer portal. And he needs to stop putting his foot in his mouth when he talks to the media. But the results are the results with Dabo Sweeney. And I'll put him in at number four. Three. A few years ago, this guy was considered a disappointment. Yeah, he got Michigan to a better spot. But he did not take them over the hump. The last two years, he's done that, taking care of Ohio State, winning two Big Ten championships, and now is really thrown right into a scandal and cheating allegations. But he has a team this year that, in my opinion, is the best team in the country, and it would be a disappointment if Michigan, and it would be a failure if Michigan does not win the national championship this year. Number two, this guy was king for the longest times, but... Then his student started to get the best out of him after he owned his student for so many years. That is Nick Saban, who has saved his season with that performance up against Tennessee, where in the second quarter, it looked like their season was donezo. They were about to go get their second loss. And then the next thing you know, boom, big third quarter performance. They get that lead up against Tennessee, and they didn't look back. And right now, the king of college football, King Kirby, Kirby Smart over at Georgia. So my top 10 coaches currently in college football Kalen DeBoer, 10, Ryan Day, 9, Brian Kelly with the LSU family in at number 8, Lincoln Riley, 7, Kyle Whittingham, 6, Luke Fickle, 5, Dabo Sweeney, 4, ugh, Dabo, Jim Harbaugh, 3, Nick Saban, 2, and Kirby Smart in at 1. Real quickly, just because I brought up Nick Saban, I want to play you Nick Saban's thoughts on the whole Michigan sign-stealing scandal. This was courtesy of the Pat McAfee Show. There's no reason that you just can't tell the quarterback what the play is rather than having signs and signals and three people signaling and all this stuff to try to get the play, which is more difficult for the players, incidentally, because they all got to get the sign because everybody's going no huddle. And for the defensive players who are going against the fastball team, all 11 guys got to know the signals. All 11 guys got to know the signs because they're going fast and you can't communicate it rather than just being able to tell somebody this is the call. So um, that would clean up all this. 
He's 100% right. And Matt Rule also said earlier in the week, like in high school, they have the headset technology. In the pros, they have the headset technology. I sound very old when I say that. The headset technology. In college football, you have all these dopey signs. Makes no sense. Just put a headset inside the quarterback's helmet. Put a headset inside the defensive uh, player on the field that's calling or that's getting the, the signs from the defensive coordinator, usually the linebacker. That's what you need to do. And then all this sign stealing and changing your signs and having this Marine scout things out, it all goes away and it's all avoided. Real quickly, I just want to go around the room, back to the Hard Knocks conversation of CBS Sports Radio hosts. If you had to do weekend hosts only, we get a lot of big weekend hosts from other networks. Who is the weekend host that you would like to see maybe do an in-season Hard Knocks to get them a little bit more publicity with the CBS Sports Radio family? Go ahead. Stu, you got one? I know he doesn't host every weekend anymore, but for me, it'd be Ken Carmen from Cleveland. That was the guy I was thinking of, too. He is the guy that I just know has a really interesting life uh, outside of work, and I'd love to see uh, him behind the scenes. Ken Carmen is America's favorite uncle, especially when he's singing that song, and I said, here we go again. It's the Cleveland Browns, and it's first and ten. When he's drinking some vodka, and his wife is running away saying, oh, there's drunk Uncle Ken again. We got to get away from that crazy guy. You know who will also be fun? Imagine a little camera on Jody Mack with all those betting slips and all the coffin and all the personality. Billy Jack, we're ready to rock. That's a legend there in Jody Mack. I, I feel as if the listeners would love to see Jody Mack behind the scenes. So that's where I would go as well. Carrington Harrison would also be very underrated. We, we went out with Carrington in Kansas City. He lives a pretty cool lifestyle as well. All right, it is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. We'll take a break. Buyers and sellers next. NFL trade deadline quickly approaching. Who should be buying? Who should be selling? We discuss on the other side. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And you can stream the NFL and Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. All righty. Cue me up a little NFL music, por favor. Whoa, what was that in the beginning? That sounded like a little remix version of the NFL music with that beat drop. I thought we were about to hear like some... It's the NFL mix, only on the Zach Gelb Show. DJ Stu, spin that you know what. Alrighty, I see you, son. Alright, give me the teams here. I'll tell you if they should be a buyer or a seller. The New York Jets. The New York Jets... I guess I would lean more buyer than seller 
because I do think this team can contend next season as long as Aaron Rodgers is back. So you don't want to trade off too much where then you hurt yourself for next season. And I do believe that this is a team that they have an opportunity to make the playoffs. I don't think they will because ultimately Zach Wilson will be bad, but that's a kick-ass defense. And that's a great wide receiver in Garrett Wilson. You have Brees Hall, who is a very good running back. I would lean more buyer than seller because it would be more so out of fear of selling too many pieces that you may need for next season. Los Angeles Rams. The Rams should be sellers. I just don't think the Rams really have a window of being a really good team for even this season. Like, the Steelers last week is a humbling loss. The Steelers have a good defense. They don't really have much on offense. I know they have Pickens. Fryermuth is banged up. Uh, Najee Harris, I know he had a big touchdown late, but he's been up and down. I look at a team like the Rams, and I say, where are you going towards? And if it's just to make the playoffs, that's not the standard. You have some good pieces. You don't have a lot of draft picks the last few years because Les Needs said F those draft picks. You got valuable pieces that are getting towards the end of their career like an Aaron Donald. I would look to try to get something back now and reset your organization. So the Rams should be sellers. Los Angeles Chargers. Ooh. They should be sellers but they have to be buyers because of who's running that team Tom Telesco and also Brandon Staley can't get too comfortable so those guys aren't in a position right now to sell so even though they probably should sell they have to be buyers because if you sell I think your fate is already solidified if you're Brandon Staley but notice how no one's talking about Tom Telesco because pretty much everyone acknowledges, oh, yeah, the coach is the problem. The roster's actually pretty damn good. The New England Patriots. Sell, 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 sell. Tank, I'm actually annoyed. I can't do a gritty. But I would have been grittying over the weekend if they would have actually lost that game. Because you have to tank, 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 tank. You know that song Twerk where it's like twerk, 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 twerk. You got to tank, 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 tank. That's what the Patriots need to do. They need to try to get this ship back moving in the right direction. You can't do that with the way that this roster is currently constructed. I don't really know what they have to sell. But I want this team to be as bad as possible so they can get the best draft pick. The Green Bay Packers. Sell. This team's not good. You have some good defensive pieces, too. I know you're trying to evaluate what Jordan Love is, but I think there's legitimate questions about Matt LaFleur and also Jordan Love, too. Um, I would sell maybe a piece or two and try to get some better draft capital to go get some, some more talent on this team and younger talent on this team when Jordan Love's in a make-or-break year a year from now. Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, this is the easiest sell ever. But just like the Chargers, can they sell? Because David Zeigler and also Josh McDaniels, like, they shouldn't have security with their job, but with the way that Mark Davis runs things, which is usually bat bleep crazy, maybe they do have assurance. But I would sell if I'm the Raiders. 
Josh Jacobs should no longer be there. Devontae Adams, we need to free Devontae Adams, but he also has to catch the football too because there was a fade last week where he should have caught it after all the bitching and complaining that he's done about, oh, I only got two uh, two receptions in a win, blah, 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 like play the small violin. You're not wrong, but it's not a good look to complain in a win, and then you're wide open, and they hit you right in the hands, and you drop it. Yeah, sorry. Uh, that's a bad look for Devontae Adams, but they can get a King's Ransom for Devontae Adams, and we've seen how rich the price tags have been for wide receivers. Well, if you're like Tyreek Hill, I thought the Raiders would have had to give up a little bit more for Devontae Adams than what they actually did. But you know what I'm saying, where receivers are a really hot item now. So the Raiders should sell because they know we're close to winning and they do have some talented pieces. The New York Giants. Sell. They should trade Saquon Barkley. And I wouldn't even hesitate about it. And maybe you kind of cut bait with Darren Waller as well because he struggles to stay on the field. And he could still be productive when he is on the field. But this giant team is not good. They were not as good as what their record indicated a year ago. You knew they were going to regress. I didn't think they would fall flat on their face. Let's not get all nuts after one win up against the commanders. This team should still sell. The Houston Texans. Can I say stay put? Like they shouldn't sell. I don't think you have to buy just for the sake of buying. Now, if you could go get a young wide receiver or a wide receiver to complement what you have, which is just like Nico Collins is having a good season, I get it. But I don't think they have to do anything because they did a lot this offseason. So I would lean more towards buying than selling if it is a young piece. Like, you don't have to feel desperate to buy, but you could be talked into buying something that maybe you didn't think was available. Don't just do a rental. Make sure that it's for a two, three-year long-term security. The Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns should be buying. Because the Browns have a great defense. Offensively, Nick Chubb is out. And he's out for the season, which stinks. You have solid wide receivers. Amari Cooper's good. Elijah Moore needs to figure out what's going on all the way up here. You have a solid offensive line. Watson can't be trusted. You know, we, we talk about running backs. Derrick Henry would look pretty damn good in a Cleveland Browns uniform. Saquon Barkley would look good in a Cleveland Browns uniform, especially with how nasty this injury is for Nick Chubb, even though you paid him. He's now had two nasty injuries, and you don't know what he's ever going to be like again. This AFC North is open. This AFC North is the best division in football, and the AFC is not as strong as what we thought. Yeah, the Cleveland Browns should be buyers, um, especially because the last two weeks they won games against the Colts that could have gone either way and the 49ers that could have gone either way but you want them so take advantage of that and buy the Washington Commanders sell and even if that means the guys that are calling the shots right now in the in the roles that are traditional in terms of trading for a football team they're not really calling the shots this is a Josh Harris Magic Johnson and a setter operation I think you sell some of those defensive names I know uh, they declined the fifth-year option on Chase Young, so he's in the final year of his deal. I've, I've been reading some stuff about Montez Sweat. Maybe you do Jonathan Allen a favor after all the disappointments that he's been through, and you just trade him, and he had a fiery rant, and it was filled with a bunch of expletives as well after that loss to the Giants. I would start to trade some of those defensive pieces because it looks like we're going to a rebuild with the Commanders right after this season. The Minnesota Vikings. <sighs> 
The Vikings a week ago, I would have said sell. But after this past win against the 49ers and how their schedule is not that tough, I would buy if I'm Minnesota. And I give credit to Brian Flores. The the defense for Minnesota has done a nice job. Offensively, you're going to get Justin Jefferson back. Jordan Addison has been a really good young addition outside of just stupidly speeding right before the start of the season and the offseason. He's going like 150 miles an hour. That was just dumb. Um, but he's been a big-time factor, as you've seen. Hawkinson as well. You could probably use a running back because Alexander Madison, who I had high expectations for, has not popped. And they're still looking for someone to replace Dalvin Cook, who's now disgruntled with the New York Jets. So, yeah, I would say they could use a running back. They could use probably another defensive piece. And I would go by because the NFC for the wild card spots are pretty much wide open. And maybe you could turn this thing around after the dreadful start. So there are some teams that we are looking at that could buy or sell that are 50-50 right at the deadline. And we try to push them over the uh, goal line to make their decision a little bit easier. All righty, this is Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. We will take a break. We'll come on back. We will preview the football game tonight that kicks off week eight in the National Football League between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers visiting the Buffalo Bills. Who has more pressure on them tonight? We'll discuss on the other side. Plus, you'll hear from Jerry Jones, and we'll get his thoughts on the Dallas drama choking Cowboys after the first six, uh, seven games of their season. So we'll do that all on the other side. But first up, standing by with the latest CBS Sports Radio update. Here he is, the Ackman, Rich Ackerman. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Today's memorable moment is sponsored by Prevagen. Prevagen is the most recommended memory support brand by pharmacists. The last time the Bills and Bucks squared off was in December of 2021. Tampa Bay led 24-3 at halftime, but Josh Allen and company scored three second-half touchdowns to force overtime, and in the extra period, the legendary Tom Brady found Brashad Perriman on a 58-yard touchdown pass to give Tampa Bay the 33-27 victory. I remember that game. That was a wonderful game, and I was doing eye on football, and that was a 4 o'clock game or 4.25 p.m. Eastern time game. And we never had a moment on Eye on Football where we didn't get all the games in. And I was in the final 15 or 20 seconds of the segment before the show ended. And you had the Brady touchdown to Brashad Perriman. Uh, so that was a fun one indeed. As far as the game tonight, who has more pressure on them? You have two football teams where for a little bit Tampa Bay was surprising people. And Buffalo has been disappointing people. But you look at Tampa Bay, I think last week they showed you 
it's going to be a lot of up and down football. When you lose to uh, Detroit, you lose to Atlanta the last two times out on a football field. And now you sit there at three and three and you're coming off like a, a bye, and you're like, okay, where are we, we really heading to? And, and you go off of that loss, that tough loss, excuse me, to Atlanta last weekend. And you've already had your bye week before. And it's like, okay, we see they could be a solid team. Like they have a good defense, but who are they really defeated? You beat the Vikings. You beat the Bears. You beat the Saints. You play the Eagles, you lose. You play the Lions, you lose. You play Atlanta, you lose. And, right, the Eagles are a Super Bowl team. A team like uh, Detroit, they have teetered between contender and then just really good team. And Atlanta, I think, is better than you inside your own division. But it's really how Tampa Bay lost that game last week. The offense really couldn't capitalize after every time your defense made a play or Desmond Ritter did something stupid last week for the Falcons. Like, Desmond Ritter last week got to the one-yard line and fumbled the ball not only once but twice and then fumbled the ball at his own 11 or 12 or at the uh, the opposing team's 11 or 12. So that's three fumbles in the red zone, and Tampa Bay can't win that game. So I look at Tampa Bay. They have a really good defense. And they could force Josh Allen to make some mistakes tonight and be uncomfortable. But I don't trust their offense. And I love Mike Evans, but Baker Mayfield is what you get. It's an up-and-down quarterback. So in terms of pressure, I still don't know what Tampa Bay can accomplish. Like, if you ask me, Zach, what's the best thing Tampa Bay could do this year? Win the division? And you don't say, like, win the division. It's not with confidence. It's win the division? Because you look inside the NFC South, Carolina stinks. The Saints are just set up to disappoint. And then you look at Atlanta. Yeah, I think Atlanta's the best team in the NFC South. Their defense on that new defensive coordinator, Ryan Nielsen, is good. But then offensively, they have the looks of an offense that could really click. But they don't have the right point guard. They don't have the right signal caller. Because we know Bijan Robinson, if he's not out because of illness or injury and the Falcons basically just lie to all of us and screw all of us over that have Bijan Robinson on our fantasy football team. You have Tyler Algier. You have Kyle Pitts. Drake London, he has uh, mossed some people this year with the way that he has caught some of these footballs. So you have pieces, but on offense, you just don't have that dude at quarterback. And you're asking him to do more than what he should be doing. So I look at Tampa Bay. If you tell me Tampa Bay wins a division, I'm not going to say, yeah, I expect it. But I think it's plausible. But you could lose this game tonight and still go on to win the division. Because even though these teams got off to a better start than we than we thought they were going to, and the Saints are 3-4, three and four, Tampa Bay's 3-3, three and three, Atlanta's 4-3, and three, it seems like if you win nine games this year in the NFC South, you should win that division. This is really the chase to win nine games. And can Tampa get to nine? Sure. I think they, they'll come up short. They're more like seven or eight. And I do believe Atlanta will win this division. So I do think it's in from an important standpoint, this game is more important to Buffalo because Buffalo plays, even, in, even though the AFC is not as dominant as we thought it was going to be, the AFC is still crowded. And Buffalo, for the first time in the last few years, 
is in danger of not winning that division because the Dolphins are 5-2. and two. I know Buffalo already beat Miami, but they play again. But right now, the Dolphins are 5-2. and two. The Dolphins probably beat the Pats this weekend. And Buffalo can't afford to fall another game in the standing because Buffalo was so disappointing last week. And really, the last few weeks, you go from crushing the Miami Dolphins to losing to the Jaguars in London. Jet lag game. Like, give me a break. Then you barely survived and you squeaked one out against the New York football giants. And then you just lost to the Pats where you were down by 12. You come back and then you give them the game back with Mac Jones to Mike Gusecki. Buffalo needs a good performance tonight. And Buffalo needs to win the game tonight. Because it's all about timing in the NFL. If you got the Bengals three, four weeks ago, okay, no problem. But after this game, Buffalo has the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. So if Buffalo loses tonight, you're looking at a team that's 4-4. Four and four, And they could be heading to 4-5. and five. And also, after identifying storylines for years, every show in the country tomorrow will be leading. Man, the Buffalo Bills have fallen. The Buffalo Bills are dead. Sean McDermott needs to be fired if you drop this game tonight. So save yourself the headache tomorrow. Save yourself what would be an awful long weekend, and then a season-on-the-line type of game. But Buffalo loses this game tonight against a team that they're better than in Tampa Bay. Whew. They're going to take a beating tomorrow. Because we've seen Buffalo go from a team that's in the AFC title game, then to a team that had a divisional round game one, and they blew it in 13 seconds. Then last year, they get to the divisional round barely, after Skylar Thompson almost beat them in Buffalo with the Miami Dolphins, and they get embarrassed by the Bengals, and then you start out this season, four plays into the season, Rodgers tears his Achilles. You lose that game to the Jets. Then you beat the Raiders. All right, let me give you a participation trophy. You beat the Commanders. Ouch. Well, it's just, come on, the Raiders and the Commanders. Like, what are we doing here? I know, but Stu's sitting right here. Uh, Well, Stu's giving up on that team. He's not wearing any Raiders gear this week. He's embarrassed with this football team. Yeah, that's... That's far gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Forget it at this point. But put it this way. Stu's not giving up on the team. Like, he's still a fan. He's just realistic. He's not one of these delusional, moron, dopey fans that go, oh, my team sucks, but I'm going to tell you they're good just because you're telling me my team sucks. Stu is the most honest person with his teams. He doesn't get too high, but he will fall right into the ground. When get his pretty teams low. Are bad. <laughs> you do get pretty low, um, I will say. Uh, but really, like you look at Buffalo, their their wins this year are the Raiders, the Commanders, great win against the Dolphins. But that's the highlight of their season, the Dolphins win. Then they beat the Giants. All right, let me smack you on the behind. Nice job. Way to go, sport. You found a way not to lose that game, and you got bailed out by the officials. So this is a big one for Buffalo tonight, where I don't care how you win, you just have to win. And then you could maybe start to win some people back up against the Cincinnati Bengals coming up a week from now. I do think Buffalo wins the game tonight, but because of the way Tampa Bay has their defense, the spread is eight and a half. If you maybe put a play on the game, I would plus the eight and a half points, but I do think Buffalo is going to win. Actually, what I did this morning, I was uh, in the bathroom where I do some of my best thinking. And I'm trying to get together a parlay. 
You know, like my father, when he used to go to the bathroom when I was growing up as a kid, he, right, he'd read the newspaper, right? You always had that image and things like that, that like an old man reading a newspaper on the on the john. Well, now I sit on the john and I say, okay, this game tonight, let's see uh, how we're going to bet. And I came together with the parlay tonight. Stephon Diggs, anytime touchdown. I know he scored last week, but Stephon Diggs is annoyed, so they're going to cater to his feelings. They're going to get him in the end zone on a national stage tonight, Amazon Prime. Let's remember, Al Michaels, you're a legend, but wake up for the game tonight. Have a little energy. Have a little excitement. Kirk Herbstreet, don't be telling us, like, oh, we got to praise the Saints just because the Saints showed up in the second half. I want a good broadcast tonight. Good scene in Buffalo. Crazy fans that are in the parking lot right now. They've probably been in the parking lot since 5 in the morning. And you got, like, uh, mustard and ketchup getting thrown on people and wings and drunk people going through tables. So that's going to be a, a happening joint tonight. In Buffalo, one of my favorite NFL stadiums. Um, I think they call it New Era Stadium, but I still call it Ralph Wilson Stadium. But that's a great stadium, great atmosphere. And I do think it's a close game. I do think Stephon Diggs gets in the end zone. So that's the first step of the parlay. The second step of the parlay is I did something that I usually don't do. I bought some points. I did an alternative line. I always think it's kind of cheap when you do the alternative line. Just from from principle. But if you win money, there's nothing wrong with that. So I parlayed. I bought two points to make it Buccaneers plus 10 and a half. So the parlay, Stephon Diggs anytime touchdown. And then also the Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus 10 and a half points is what I concocted together. And I got to check the odds here real quickly. But I think it was at like plus 227. Or something like that. Let me just pull up my handy-dandy app real quickly. Yeah, plus 272 on Stephon Diggs, anytime touchdown, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers, plus 10.5. So that is the Zach Gelb play for tonight's game. All righty, real quickly, let me hear from Jerry Jones, the owner of the Drama Dallas Choking Cowboys. He was on his weekly hit with Sean and RJ on 105.3 The Fan. Love those guys. And this is uh, Jerry Jones' thoughts on his team after six games of the season. I look at where we are, 4-2, I will take it for sure. We've got better football ahead of us. I don't doubt that at all. No one should doubt that. Uh, and we're getting better. I like where we are with our personnel today. And so I'm not uh, thinking in any way that we need to uh, upgrade our roster. I think you got to upgrade your roster, though, Jerry. And I think you got to get someone that could compliment Tony Pollard. And you should listen to Emmett Smith who even though he said he's annoyed Zeke isn't back, I think Zeke is past his prime, but you need a little different flavor in the backfield for a one-two punch. And I know you can't get Saquon Barkley because the Giants won't trade you, but you should go get a physical bruising back and place a few phone calls for Derrick Henry. Um, But I'm kind of surprised that Jerry will take this start four and two because you lose to the Cardinals. They're bad. You got blown out by the 49ers. Like who do the Cowboys beat? The Giants, the Jets, the Patriots, and then the Chargers. Eh, not a great list right there. Let's see. The last, the next time the Cowboys can make an impression, this week against the Rams, who cares? Eagles, okay. You still play them twice. If you want to say the Seahawks, you got the Dolphins and the Lions. All right, there's some games there. But still come playoff time, I think we all know how this is going to go. Dak big moment. Dak driving late against a legit team. And then the drama Dallas choking Cowboys show up in the best moments. 
where that's when they become the drama Dallas choking Cowboys. All righty. Anyway, Zach Gilb, show CBS Sports Radio. Big thanks to John Bacon. Big thanks to uh, Brendan Rice as well. Each and every one of you for participating today. We'll be back tomorrow to wrap up the week. Big football Friday and the start of the World Series. We out. Bye-bye. Peace. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.